Hey, Tech Leads, it's the middle of the week. Let's see what's going on in the Twitterverse and dive into a couple more interesting articles. Can you be a strong tech lead without leading people? That's one of the questions we'll ask. Welcome to the Tech Lead Coaching Podcast. My name is Michael Rice, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I try to bring you some useful stuff you can put to use today to make you more effective in the role, whether you're brand new or you're highly experienced. Tech Leads, it's Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. This is episode number 75, three quarters of a century old. Still feels like a brand new thing to me, though. Remember, this week I'm focusing most of my free time on prepping for our second live training session coming up on Saturday, December 7th, in just a few days at 10 a.m. California time, and also doing a few more book revisions. So this week I'm focused on not generating any new content or ideas. Instead, I'm sharing some of other folks' content with you, which is actually uh, more work than I thought, but I'm learning a lot, and I hope you will too. By the way, join me this weekend. Register online for free at techleadcoaching.com slash training. The link will be in the show notes. Let's get into it, Tech Leads. First, let's turn to the honorable world of Twitter. Today, I'm going to relay some of the things I noticed on the Tech Lead Twitterverse, some of my favorite posts and shares, including a little LinkedIn. So let's start with LinkedIn. Seth Trinangle, Tringle, Tringle, I don't know how to say it, at Goldman Sachs said a few days ago on LinkedIn, he said, quote, I often get asked what it's like to transition from a single contributor to tech lead or manager. The answer for me was always simple. You evaluate yourself not based on what you directly achieve, but what your team your reports, and your peers each achieve. You need a large degree of humility and an understanding of scale, even for those so-called 10x developers out there. You can't possibly scale and achieve as much operating alone as you can with a team. Making sure that your team has what it needs in terms of support, training, and opportunities for growth becomes equal, if not important, than your own direct needs. Like that. That was a pretty good quote. Uh, Jana Dogan, not sure if I'm saying this, on Twitter said, when I was studying software engineering practices, they explained us to us, I guess, a ton of practices but missed the most crucial thing, how power dynamics work in large projects. Today, I can almost claim you don't understand software engineering if you don't know how power dynamics work. I thought that was pretty, pretty astute. Uh, Sajith has a picture of a rat just walking over some kid's cardboard maze. He says, <clears throat> tech leads design, write, unit tests, follow TDD, BDD, whereas developers jump straight into coding. It's a pretty funny graphic and seems about right to me. Uh, ben Christie did his own, is there a doctor on board riff? He said, flight attendant. Is there a doctor on board? Dad, nudging me. That should have been you. Me. You've seen this before, right, tech leads? Me. Not now, dad. Dad. Not asking for a tech lead to help, are they? Me. Dad, there's a medical emergency happening right now. Dad, go see if turn it off and turn it on again helps. That was sort of funny. I don't know. Like I, Maybe we could have gone farther with it, right? <clears throat> like, go see if uh, another uh, pull request will work or see if you can schedule a code review to fix it. I, I don't know. There's a bunch of things we could have done. But that was a good good try. I liked it. Chris Sinjo has a nice, honest post that I retweeted on Tech Lead Coach, our own Twitter account, where he's talking about how he's getting used to the Tech Lead role. He says in, in a few tweets, kind of a tweet thread, he says, I think this is the first time I've mentioned the tech lead role on Twitter until about a month ago. I thought I was so monumentally bad at it that I wouldn't be able to stay in the role. Finally getting past that feeling. The awesome, Chris. Awesome. So there was an interesting dev discuss 
on Twitter. You know how like if you follow Dev2, which I think is the practical dev originally, um, about confidence going on last night. So <clears throat> wonder if he caught it. I think it's a pretty awesome topic. And the questions were like, how do you build confidence as a developer in yourself and in others? How do you lose it? Uh, we'll link to that thread in the show notes. Um, check it out. And uh, let's see, I can't believe I've been on Twitter for 11 years. That's a big chunk of my life. Longer than my oldest kid, actually. All right, let's dive into some of the more considered posts than just the Twitterverse. First, Devere Siegel, geez, I'm probably slaughtering that name, I'm sorry, uh, is a tech lead writing on Medium about the differences between being a tech lead and a senior engineer. Good question. Mr. Siegel says a senior engineer can say, quote, I know language X, I've worked with it for some years, so I'm experienced with it, unquote. In contrast to tech lead, uh, the tech lead, he says the tech lead should instantly suggest other ideas. I strongly disagree on this one. Be constantly attending conferences, have some side projects, etc. I think I can see a lot of value in this, but I don't think it's necessarily necessary. Helpful, but not necessary. Uh, be up to date with software engineering trends. No disagreement from me on this one. Um, this doesn't mean you should know everything. Just be current. It's a key way of adding value as a lead. Um, developing it, the tech lead should, as opposed to a senior engineer, should be developing an open source repo for learning a language. By this, I think he means kind of being out there in the community, learning new stuff, playing with new technologies, which I can't d- disagree with. Um, but I think how you do that is, is pretty much up to you. Um, and if you uh, are a tech lead, you are, quote, following the steps to becoming a world-class expert. Um, this is a, that's pretty aspirational, aiming a little high, I think, but it's, um, and it certainly could be valuable. You're like on the very bleeding edge of an open source community for something big, but certainly it seems a little bit over the top for most tech lead roles I've seen. Definitely would be awesome, but not necessary in my mind. He does reach an important point that I can't disagree with, however. He says the tech lead should have a wide ranging influence and impact with customers, other teams, and uh, other leadership in the organization. Definitely agree with that one. Then he has an awesome sentence that I have to quote directly. The tech leads, quote, everyday work is to help others improve their skill sets by guidance and mainly listening, a vital skill of being a leader. Awesome. Listening tech leads, vital for being a leader. Love it. Love it. Um, All right, let's move on. There is another post from a company called, uh, a writer at a company called Safety Culture written by Kevin McHugh. Uh, This is pretty recent. It's an interesting and important piece, so I want to be careful not to do it any injustice, um, but it's, um, I definitely have an issue with it. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, he talks about how his company, like some other software companies I've worked with, has two tracks. It has the leadership track, and it has the individual contributor track. He takes issue with this, so I want to quote at length his issue. Quote, the language here is problematic for a number of different reasons, not least because it gives the impression that in order to demonstrate leadership, one has to become a manager of people. With this post, I'm looking to dispel that belief. It's my belief that Australia's, I guess he's an Australian tech company, Australia's tech companies have not done nearly enough to promote the existence and importance of technical leadership roles in our teams. Let's start to change that today. In our industry, we need to get to a place where engineers really believe that it's possible to advance equally senior levels, two senior levels, I guess, as those people in people management positions without managing people. Um, So I I definitely have a a strong uh, 
want to believe in that, but let's see how he does it. And I, I think that his, I think his instinct is right, but I don't agree with his approach. So see what you guys think. Um, he says McHugh, or then he, what he does is he basically divides uh, people and technical leadership in the following way. People leaders to him implies uh, three things, taking care of people and their needs, thinking about the individual's current and future contribution to the company and enforcing or upholding high standards, applying compensation and promotions in the right way. The technical leader, by contrast, does the following three, three, three things. Caring about the quality of the code base, focusing on the future and future-proofing the evolving product, and also enforcing high standards through principles and frameworks. Interestingly, he says the co- his company is starting to follow this principle by dividing people, managers, and technical leads. He says, we've started to change that as we don't believe that a person running a team of any decent size is capable of focusing on both people and technology and doing both well. I strongly disagree with that. Of No, I, I've spent a big part of my career in professional services organizations where we do something that McKinsey calls a helix organization where we basically embrace both roles. So in one moment, you might be a people manager and in another, you might be managing technology or things. And yeah, you've got to be good at both. It's, it's called growth, right? At least in my mind. I think most non-technology worlds, if we get out of the software context for a minute, leaders and managers tend to do both. They both manage people or lead people and things like technology. I'm not a big fan of Steve Jobs' management style necessarily, but he did tap into a long-running corporate narrative that the best managers are individual contributors who basically hit a limit on their ability to make their own individual contributions and need other humans to help them execute on those visions. Also, I've worked a lot in non-software jobs in my life, and in every case, the manager led both the things and the people. I mean, I've worked in car washes, washed dishes, been a waiter lots of times, uh, shipping and distribution, even worked in call centers. And in all cases, the managers and leaders managed and led both the people and the technologies of those businesses. Whatever the, the things were that business, they had to have the people be effective with those things. So I don't think you can cleanly, this is my point, I don't think you can cleanly or effectively truly separate them. And centuries of human organization and businesses have proven that, at least in my mind, if you find the right people and the two skills can coexist nicely. So that's why we try to develop leadership. And that's what I want to help you all do here, tech leads. Combining them, to me, is an extremely high-impact thing to do. But I get it. I get what the author is trying to do. Or I think I get what the author is trying to do. I think the author is trying to make the argument for why individual contributors should be just as valued as people leaders while getting to focus on being technical. He might actually be really latching onto the idea of managers getting promoted too highly above um, other leaders, maybe I'm missing his an important distinction, but I think he's missing that point. It's true that having a technical impact matters, but as tech leaders, we have that impact through other people. So we we don't. It's not just about writing code or owning the code or making sure the code's good. It's about scaling, like our first writer on LinkedIn said, through other people's contributions. So I think he's drawing on the wrong dis- distinction, at least as I read it. Is it rare to possess both skills? Yes. But is it something you should aspire to? Absolutely. I think it's the pinnacle of growth in our business. We can still be very technical and be very powerful tech leads and be able to lead people. But to have the impact that matters, we need to have both of those things together, both leading humans, 
giving them a technical vision, and then empowering them to execute on it. So that's what I want to do here for you tech leads. Let's bring them both together. Let's not try to separate them. All right, tech leads, thanks for listening. We're on a mission together. We're trying to figure out this tech lead role, hands-on engineering manager, startup CTO thing where there's a lot of expectation, not nearly enough support usually. Thank you for taking me on this journey with you. Got some free stuff all the time. We got the free email list. Sign up at techleadcoaching.com. Uh, got free training on Saturday sessions, which you're probably tired of hearing about by now. Got the Tech Lead Coaching Network, which is a peer-to-peer support system I'm pulling together. If you're in LA with me, come to the Tech Lead Workshops LA. And finally, you can download my free ebook that I'm trying to revise this week, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub. No matter what, though, I want to hear from you. Drop me an email to me at michaelrice.com or hit me up on Twitter at Michael Rice. Go on and make the most of this opportunity, Tech Leads. We're halfway to the fri- to Friday. It's a big step in your career. You're doing great, I bet. And I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Have a great rest of the week, Tech Leads. Mm-hmm.